0: Hi, my name is Amy Liu, and you're listening to another episode of In the Back of Our Minds, a podcast dedicated to enriching the growth of our minds by bringing the things we think, but don't talk about, but should talk about, to the limelight. You are never enough sorry. <laughs> I'm sure you heard that voice before somewhere inside your head. Maybe not the exact same voice. It'd be kind of weird if my voice was inside your head, but I'm sure we've all had those thoughts, you know, feelings of, oh, I'm not good enough for this, or I'll never be good enough for whatever, whomever, blah, 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 blah. I've also seen that quote, and I think on like social media before (laughs) Um, and my feelings on that are not that great because it can be good to have you know high standards and realize how far your capabilities can go um but it really I think this phrase starts to be more troubling when it goes awry and obviously I think everything in life is about balance so you know finding that balance between um you know, feeling, oh, like I can do more than I expect versus, oh, I should keep going because I know I can do better than this. Obviously, there's a balance between that, but I'm not here to talk about the balance because I don't have that figured out yet. Instead, I'm going to be talking about the ongoing battle for me because I know that it's helpful to hear other people's struggles. So this episode is going to be more a little bit uh, personal and it's going to hit more of the perspective side of this podcast where I'm just going to focus mainly on the not so good about this feeling of never enough, which there's a lot of that not so good. So let's talk about the roots of never feeling good enough or worthy enough. Um, In my opinion, I at least today my opinion. I wrote like five different roots of never feeling good enough. Apparently there are five roots in my head today. I don't know where these came from. I think they just came out of my mind. But we're just going to go through these. So, one, inward perfectionism. Ooh, that's so fun. We love that. Um, Perfectionism, I think we all know what that is. But I think we all can struggle on different levels with it, especially on different days. Like some days I know I am definitely not the perfectionist that I think I am. And I'll just submit assignments. I'll submit whatever I have because, hey, at least it's done, you know, and that's as much as I'll, you know, need and I'm content. But then other times, and a lot of the times my perfectionism keeps me from doing the things I want to do. Like perfectionism almost kept me from recording this podcast episode because as I was writing everything and literally thinking about this episode, I was like, oh my god, I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, why am I talking about something when I can't even organize my thoughts well? All these negative things, but that's stupid. So, (laughs) anyways, perfectionism. So, the first case scenario I think of when I think of inwards perfectionism, which basically means, you know, having that perfectionism, um, having that expectation from yourself. So not necessarily from other people. You direct it all inwards, which I think is, again, one of the roots of never feeling good enough because it's a personal thing. Um, one of the scenarios that came up in my mind recently is working in the lab. So this is my first time doing research, really. Um wet lab research. And I was running some experiments as I do, as I've I've been doing for the past like nine weeks. But recently, like yesterday, or actually was it today? No, it was yesterday. Oh my gosh. Yesterday, I was making some plates. In fact, I made 10 24-well plates filled with cells, minimal media, all that good, good and i realized i made a mistake <laughs> actually i made i made a mistake i made multiple mistakes um not like huge deal mistakes like oh my experiment findings are going to be whack but enough that it drove my mind a little bit bonkers and i i think i teared up a little bit not really i was tearing up for other reasons actually but I think it was just, it was just a day yesterday. I was just going through it. So it kind of snowballed into not feeling so great about a little mistake. And I wasn't very kind to myself about that when I realized it. And then I got really sad and upset when I realized that I was upset literally once also yesterday when, you know, when you're pipetting and like, I don't, this is not relatable. Okay. But when you're pipetting, like a liquid and you hit that mark, like you're trying to hit, for example, like 12.6 mils, N- not speaking from personal experience and you want to hit 12.6, but then, and you've done that before, like on the first go, you're like 12.6 and it becomes easy. And then you're like, wow, like look at how cool that was. I just hit it on the first go. You know, I didn't have to like go up and down. blah blah blah. And then <laughs> yesterday I wasn't so perfect and went a little bit below that. And for some reason, I felt sad about that. I was like, I didn't get it on the first go. And then I was thinking to myself, why the heck am I upset about how I pipetted minimal media? Why is that? Or a sterile issue? See, why am I so nitpicky on these like little things? Like, I don't understand. It's just because once you know that you can do better, it's just hard for you to feel okay with not making that same progress or continuing on that line. And Obviously, it's still a problem for me. Um, it was a problem for me yesterday, but I will say I think it's gotten better for the most part, like big picture wise, because I realized <laughs> I know this is shocking for for everyone, but progress is good. But we're also human, and progress is not linear. It cannot be linear, like f- it feasibly like there's no way it can be linear. Simply because if it were linear, not only would life be boring but progress would be impossible because that means we're always you know at our best and we're never being taken down a notch to go back up again and build ourselves back up to become an even better version of ourselves so i know that's like pretty basic but sometimes i forget about it so you know it's the first route the second one comparisons all right so this one's a pickle because this has to do with other people And I don't know how comfortable I feel about it. So I'm not going to say like any specific experiences because I don't think I can really even think of that many off the top of my head. Instead, I'm just going to talk about how I like perceive others in general, because I think this is a general guideline I found that I follow. That's not so great when it comes to looking at yourself and, you know, the never feeling good enough feeling. Yeah. So this contributes a lot to it. And that's looking at other people's positives. Only like I don't see people's negatives. Like for me, I thought I was a very pessimistic person, and in ways I am. But usually, that pessimism—when I say usually, I—I I, I mean 100% of the time. I I know it's a problem. Most of that pessimism—most pessim- of that pessimism—goes to myself. Like I direct it towards myself. But for other people, I see them as like not perfect because i know people aren't perfect but i can only see like the oh this is going to sound so but the good in people like and i think this goes hopefully for a lot of people i hope i'm not the only one who just tends to see other people's positives and you know kind of those positives outweigh their negatives like i always try to make excuses for other people <laughs> um, you know, and there's only been a few times in my life that I can think off the top of my head of someone being really rude to me or whatever. And I think about those times a lot simply because there's only so few of them in my opinion, at least. But even then, I justify their actions or whatever they did or like literally whatever perceptions about them that I have. I justify them in my head with, you know, the excuse, oh, you know, they're mean this one time, but like, I remember one time I think they were nice to me or like one time they weren't so mean to me, like they, they, didn't, they didn't care or like, you know, or you know what? I'm not perfect either. So, you know, you know, I'm sure I've been mean. I'm sure other people think I'm mean, like, so that justifies them being rude. <laughs> I'm laughing because I know I literally thought that like two days ago. Um, Yeah. So, you know, sometimes it's a good thing and I know people think it's a good thing to see people's positives, you know, and it is a good thing in my opinion because I think it gives me more patience and it really helps me, like, it it drives my, like, it drives my incentive to want to get to know people better and to try to understand them because my heart, you know, wants to believe that everyone is doing things with good intentions and, they're not trying to hurt you. And I, I genuinely think people are not trying to hurt other people because that would be boring. Um that's not the right word, but it would just like what's the point of that? I don't get it. So, you know, it can be good, but I think that also can lead, especially if you're a pushover, not talking about myself. Um <laughs> but if you're a pushover, it leads to you being like used, kind of mistreated. Um, which, you know, snowballs into believing that that's how you deserve to live your life. You know, like how other people treat you is a true reflection on yourself. Yeah, it leads to that. <laughs> Not speaking of personal experience or anything. I'm like, oh. But, um, social media itself, honestly, is, I think, the greatest propagator of this. And, like, that's kind of an obvious, duh. I don't think before social media, comparison was a huge root of this never feeling good enough part. or. It was a part of it. It was a root, but not as big of a root. Oh my God, what is this? It wasn't. But now with social media, we're able to compare, you know, lifestyles. We're able to compare how much fun other people are having because most people don't show the mundane parts of their lives. So we're just able to compare ourselves in ways that are unrealistic. And I know that this is nothing, nothing I'm about to say is like a revelation of any kind. It's more of a reminder you know, I definitely don't post on social media a lot and I definitely don't post about anything that's like really boring or like the fact that the past few days like I've just been staying at home, like not really doing much, like I don't post about that. Like so why should I expect other people to also be posting about that and knowing that like comparing my lifestyle to them is just it's just stupid, but uh, you know, everything is a double-edged sword. Um again, I think comparisons in social media can be actually pretty good because i know personally i like genuinely like get inspired by other people around me like if i know you in real life i'm sure i've gotten inspired from you in some way whether it's your intentions like your personality trait like an accomplishment you have like i that's like i think one of the reasons why i do a lot of the things i do because i see other people doing things you know maybe not the exact same things but they're passionate about something and That drives me to be passionate about a lot of things, (laughs) maybe too much, but I admire so many things about people I know in real life. Like, I admire X person's outgoingness, I admire Y's integrity, I admire Z's like overwhelming kindness. And, you know, it gets toxic because then I always think about how I lack in those areas. Like, I could be more outgoing or I could be more kind. Like, why wasn't I nicer yesterday? Like, why was I like indifferent or whatever neutral feeling. I don't know. But the problem occurs when I start to believe that I have to be all these amazing things at least like 95% of the time. And then a subgroup of this, I guess the third root is being ungrateful. So this one's kind of questionable for me because I really don't want to think that I'm ungrateful, although I'm sure there's a lot of parts of me that are. Um, But this is more of a, I think, a subgroup of that comparison aspect because I don't find that I'm ungrateful for necessarily like the lifestyle I'm living because when I think about it and I think about my life big picture, I am living a a very good life. I just find it hard to appreciate things that I know other people already have or could come more easily to other people. So for example, if someone else accomplished something that I think is amazing, maybe they don't know it because I don't always tell people, but they accomplish something. I think it's great. And if I accomplish that exact same thing, (laughs) I just, I feel numb because I already know someone who did it. I'm like, it couldn't have been that hard because clearly I did it, you know, like whatever. Like, I just think all these things like, oh, because someone else did it, you know, I mean, it's not that big of a deal, right? Yeah, I know. It's kind of bad. Uh, anyways, the fourth (laughs) root, unhealthy self-esteem. So I was searching up earlier because that's how I always come up with these episode ideas. I'm always like searching for random stuff online, which, you know, how reliable everything I'm about to say, I don't know, but look, that's my self-doubt again talking. So I was searching up self-esteem versus self-worth because in my head, I don't honestly don't like what the difference between self-esteem, self-worth, self-confidence, self, self anything is and I read on several different websites I think like Merriam-Webster says like self-esteem is the exact same thing as self-worth and then I've read websites that are like they're completely different like what are you talking about like so here's I guess the general gist like what makes them different what are they so apparently self-esteem is how you view yourself So if you have healthy self-esteem, you're viewing yourself honestly and realistically. Uh, It's neither like inflated, which would be narcissism. So that's unhealthy self-esteem, nor like deflated, which is also unhealthy self-esteem, which is the type of self-esteem that I'm about to talk about because I think it feeds into never feeling enough, never being good enough for yourself or for others, so that means you view yourself as all these bad traits. Like, you don't view yourself honestly. Or even if there is a bit of honesty, you view yourself yeah, you view yourself on the more negative side of that honesty. So one of my bad traits that I'm scared of <laughs> is narcissism. <laughs> okay, so like, I know it doesn't sound like I have a high ego from the way I'm talking about myself. But some days I just, you know, I feel good. And I think, like, wow, you know, I did something pretty cool today. That's pretty good. But then immediately my head, my brain is like, no, you cannot think that. Look at you. Look at you being an egotistical maniac. W- 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 where did that come from? I think it came from eighth grade, actually. <laughs> Look at me pinpointing my life trauma. Um, It came from eighth grade because I was obsessed with the concept of humility. I learned the big word humility and was like, that's something I wanna have. I wanna have strength and humility. That was like my Instagram bio quote for a while because I thought humility was like the greatest thing you could have. Don't know don't know why I thought that, because it is. The issue is is that sometimes it doesn't work for everyone and it did not work for me. Because now, every time I praise myself out loud or sound like I'm proud, I can guarantee you, like, 95% of the time, it's a joke. Unless I'm, like, actually having a deep conversation with someone and talking about something I'm proud about. Usually when I say I'm proud about something to you in real life, I'm usually joking. My sarcasm doesn't read. I know my sarcasm doesn't read because I can have a very monotone, no inflection type of voice maybe you can tell i don't know sometimes i have that um but also like my face i'm really good at like hiding my emotions (laughs) no i'm really good at like not showing my sarcasm so sorry to anyone who ever thought i has had a big ego um maybe i do look there i go again okay maybe i do but i don't know Because even when I do feel genuine pride in my mind, you know, like it's in my mind, not saying it out loud, about something that I did, I always check myself within the next minute and tell myself, it's not that big of a deal that you accomplished X, Y, Z. It's like I have an audience in my head. It's I think that other people will hate me, like the audience inside my mind will hate me if I'm proud of myself, like if I'm too eager or proud of myself, because I think, growing up I've heard a lot of horror stories I think from my parents and just from people around me like gossip about other people where I've heard other people like complain oh like that person's bragging like what nerve do they think you know what 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 kind of ego do they have like I've heard other people say these things enough to the point where I'm scared other people will say that about me so now every time I am proud I feel like I feel like, you know, I have my own talk show and there's an audience booing me for thinking, you know, what I did was good. It's just such a bad voice to have in your head because I can tell you, you know, personally, and maybe this, you know, doesn't go for everyone, but I don't get annoyed when people brag or supposedly brag. Maybe I just can't tell when people brag. It just maybe it goes over my head or something but when people do talk about their accomplishments, I I genuinely get inspired from them. As again I said before. I really do get inspired because I'm just thinking not about like how great they are, even though they are great. I'm thinking about how I can improve myself personally because I'm selfish, right? Narcissism, blah, 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 one of my greatest fears, <laughs> unhealthy self-esteem. Okay. I'm thinking about how I can improve myself personally, you know, so that can be unhealthy or healthy, but it's not that big of a deal in my brain to hear other people brag. So I don't understand why I'm so scared to even share good news with people. And finally, oh my gosh, that brings me to my last root, the fifth one. Okay. Low self worth. Oh, so this is what the difference between self esteem and self worth is. Okay. Amy, tell us what is it? Um, okay. So self worth is essentially. Oh my god, what even is it? Okay, self esteem is how you view how you view yourself. You view you view yourself honestly. Self worth is believing what you deserve, knowing your value. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, actually that makes sense. All right, so low self worth causes never feeling good enough. Why? I feel like it's a little bit obvious, but to give some <laughs> personal context, I'm going to be talking about acceptances. So fun fact when I was applying to colleges, you know, college was always an it was always going to be a thing for me. Like even as a kid, I was told, you know, about colleges. Like college was like a little bit of an end goal, not gonna lie, but not really an end goal. Um, I didn't have that much pressure from my parents, but I, I definitely had I think a little bit above average pressure. Um, compared to most kids, so when I did get accepted into my first college, I felt happy for literally an hour and then I felt nothing. <laughs> I felt so numb. I don't I I don't know what happened. Something just changed in me where I you know I thought I didn't necessarily deserve what I got. Or, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal again. So, you know, there goes that comparison part, comparing myself to other people who got accepted. Like, I don't know. It just, I didn't feel like I deserved to celebrate. And then when I got accepted into the college that I go to now, I was really happy, actually, for like an evening. And when I woke up the next morning, I felt pretty good about myself still. And then later that day, I was numb again. So... (laughs) I don't know what's up with that. It's just when you have low self-worth, I think it's really hard to allow yourself to celebrate your achievements. Um, And even then, when I got research for this summer, I was literally... Okay, this is kind of sad. Do I want to say... No, I was... Okay, I was in the physics building at 12 a.m i was studying okay i was studying for a midterm i think i don't know what i was doing then I, I, for some reason i was in the physics building at midnight okay don't question why i was there but i was there and i received the email saying i got research and you know the voice in my head ooh the voice in my head was like within a minute of receiving that email like, oh my God, oh my God. You know, I was happy for one minute. And then I was like, this is a mistake. I, I genu- oh my gosh, I can't believe this. I thought they sent the email to the wrong person, which definitely could have been possible, actually. Like, I'm not going to say, like the logic inside my brain is still functioning. It definitely could have been possible. It's just not a high chance of possibility, but it still could have been possible. So for a few minutes, I was like, should I even like, should I email them back? Because I was also confused why they sent it at midnight. I honestly forgot about the program. So I was confused why they sent it out at such a weird hour. So I thought it was like a spam email. So I was thinking about emailing them back and asking if, oh my gosh, this is so bad. If they made a mistake. (laughs) And Um, one thing I did do though, was I called my parents right after and I told them. And my parents obviously were concerned because why was I calling them at midnight? On a weekday, they were concerned I was, you know, not safe. But they were actually surprised that I called them. And I realized now they were surprised because usually I don't share good news with people, like even the people that I'm close to, even my own parents. I don't share any good news. Like whenever something good happens to me, it's always a side thought. But whenever something bad happens to me, whenever I do something bad, I overshare because again, low self-worth. I don't believe that I'm deserving. Okay. This is not all the time, right? This whole episode, it's not all the time. But when I do have these feelings, low self-worth, I believe that I'm not deserving of awards or opportunities because, you know, either I feel like I've been spoon fed my entire life. You know, my parents chose my hobbies for me. You know, I didn't choose music. My parents, my mom chose violin and chose piano for me. I just happened to stick with it. It happened to be the thing that stuck. So, I don't know. And they've supported me throughout my whole entire education. So I'm thinking, you know, am I really that smart or am I really just privileged? And it's probably both. But, you know, that's one reason. Number two, sometimes I just have unhealthy self esteem, like I said earlier, because I believe that I have naturally bad things about myself. So I don't deserve the good. Like, oh, if, you know, this program or if this person knew everything I've done wrong in my life, every time I've, you know, Done something bad, like like even mildly bad. Like then they wouldn't want me anymore. Then they wouldn't like me anymore. Hence, why I overshare everything that I do that's bad, but I never share the good, especially to the people that are close to me. Because I just there's a I guess the voice in my head wants people to know everything that's bad about me before they become like my friend or something like that. So that's on negative self talk, which is honestly terrible. Because I know personally, it's hard to get rid of it, but no one really wants to be around it at the same time. So sorry to be the Debbie Downer of your day. (laughs) Um, This whole episode, kind of a nightmare, honestly. Um, I'm definitely not struggling with this feeling as much today. I think I've struggled with it again. It's on and off, and I, I think I am getting better. Oh my god, that that does not sound confident. I think I am getting better. Okay, maybe one day I will will say that with with more confidence. (laughs) Um, But I'm making this podcast because I know it's important to share these perspectives because I know I'm not the only one who's felt these things, even if it sometimes feels like it. And also, I, again, searched up a lot of stuff related to this. And a lot of the videos that I come across or like websites that I come across say, you know, you are worthy, you are loved, you are deserving of all these great things. And that's so true. But if you're like me, and you've watched, and you've heard those things before, <laughs> you're numb. You're. I'm sorry, but you're numb to those things. Like, I could sit here and say that you are worthy and beloved, like, and you, you are. And that's probably true, honestly, because Logically, the chances are, if you're listening to this, I know you in real life and I am pretty confident. uh, Yeah, no, I'm pretty confident in the fact that I surround myself with some of the most amazing people walking this earth and I will go, you know, down that road some other time. But if you are listening, you literally inspire me and you probably just don't know why, you know, talk to me, text me, (laughs) whatever. Like, and I will literally tell you a reason why, like at least one reason why. (laughs) Um, If you need that validation, I'm here. But instead of telling you that you are worthy and deserving of love, I'm going to say there are some things that I think help me a little bit more on days like this, on nights like this, (laughs) where, um you know, the worthy and self-loved affirmation stuff doesn't always work, but these two things might help. So the first one is try to say one very specifically. It has to be so specific, good thing about yourself. And don't take it away from yourself. Don't be like, oh, but I'm also not good at this. You know, like, oh, I'm good at this, but like, I'm not so great at this. Don't do that. And don't think that you're a narcissist for thinking, a good thing about yourself, because trust me, there's bigger, there's bigger egos out there. It's not you. That's the problem. Just try saying one very specifically good thing about yourself. So for example, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be very uncomfortable doing this because despite words of affirmation being one of my highest love languages, I can't stand it. So okay. One thing that I, oh my God. Okay. No. I'm going to do this because I'm going to show you it's it's a easy and or maybe not easy. It's a good thing to do. Okay. One thing I pride myself in is I am always able to be inspired by the world and others around me. I was talking about how earlier I, you know, I see the positive in a lot of people and in the ways that it is good. I'm appreciative. For example, I am always passionate about things. I have I have a lot of curiosity about things in general, where, you know, to the point where sometimes I'm not genuinely sure if I'm passionate about everything I do. But hey, okay. We're we're talking about good things here, okay. I'm still impressed still impressed by the enthusiasm with which I do things because generally I am really proud about how I appreciate life and how I appreciate everything life has to offer and the amount of hope I have for the future I think is pretty great and I know that's not necessarily an easy thing to have and I'm happy that I do have it so okay that's something I'm proud about why was that so hard I don't know okay but number 2 so this one I think is probably the the better one for me it works majority of the time where I think about the person I want to be. So usually I'm inspired by, again, people, you know, people in real life, like role models, people I look up to. I'm also inspired by things I read, like um, like a lot of books that I read and stuff like that. I'm inspired a lot about all these cool things. And I, I just want to take a little bit of everything that I see that I think is good for me and fulfill that into the person I want to become and I think it's important to not only you know think of the person and all the cool things that you are going to do in the future because even though it's hard to imagine I think about all the cool things and all the things that I want to do and how happy I know those things are going to make me just, just I don't know why it makes me happy they just make me happy like this podcast I think about things like that and how it's going contribute to all these attributes that I want to have, and how, in a lot of ways, I am already that person. I am her. <laughs> in fact, um, listening, I was listening to a podcast earlier, and it was talking about success, and the idea I think wh- behind it was that no matter how much success you have, no matter like how much money, fame, wealth, whatever, like no matter how much of that you have, you most likely won't change like drastically as a person, just based off of that success. I mean, I'm sure it does for some people. It definitely does. But, um, I think it's more, you won't ever forget your past selves. And this doesn't mean that you're never going to change that people don't change because I personally believe that people can change. It's just, even though you do change, you never truly forget your past selves. You have that understanding with your past self. So that just means, you know, I know that even when I continue to achieve greater and greater goals, and I have a lot of goals that I want to achieve, but I don't really know why I want to achieve them, but I just, I want to for some inner intrinsic want, whatever, even these things that I deem impossible now, like I just can't imagine like how I would do those things. I know future me will still have that part of me that I have today where there's a part of me you know, that girl who just has some self-doubt issues and some insecurities and that's okay. But future me will understand that. And so seeing it as more of like, I think a part of me rather than like it controlling my life helps a lot. And knowing that, you know, future Amy is current Amy, you know, all these impressive things that I'm about to do in the future. It's still me right now, because I think I've, know a lot, as much as you can know for an 18-year-old, I guess. I know a lot and I'm pretty proud with what I've done so far. So, you know, thinking about the person you want to be in the future, I think really brings up especially past achievements. There's like this TikTok. (laughs) I'm not on TikTok, but I saw something um, that was like, the person you are now is the person your younger self would feel safe with. Right now. And I thought that was like that almost made me cry. I don't know what I think I was just I was just on something that night, but seeing that TikTok or video or whatever of that idea, like, you know, your younger self looking up to you now or you having so many great things that your younger self couldn't imagine, I think really puts into perspective, you know, you might not feel like you're never good enough for something right but in general you've accomplished so much and the things you're about to accomplish in the future that's still you even if you don't think that's you and you have so much growth that's still you so that's this episode kind of long not as long as my last one (laughs) so i guess that's an improvement um until then until the next episode i hope you have a lovely monday It's not Monday. I don't know why I keep saying random days of the week. It's literally it's Wednesday. Have have a happy Wednesday, whatever day. And I will see you next time.